Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saints of Little Knowing podcast. Uh, it's just Noah Prater and Zach Keezer here today, making our making our podcast happen, holding down the fort. Skeleton crew. Yep, that's right, pretty much. <laughs> but even with the skeleton crew, we are going to tackle one of the most hot topics in the world today. We're going to talk about bioethical dilemmas. And so there's a lot of them. Uh, we want to get to uh, Neuralink and some of the stuff coming out with uh, Elon Musk. But first, I think we're going to, we want to talk about uh, CRISPR and okay. gene editing and that kind of stuff. And what do we think about that as a Christian? Uh, do we support that? How like, Do we support that at all? No? Somewhat? Yeah. So CRISPR, um, right, Zach, it's where they edit the gene code to make it do what they want, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so... so Currently, Currently, we see it, we see it a lot with, like, fighting diseases, right? right? Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about, like, Well, it fighting diseases, well, the idea from what I've heard is to edit out diseases, like, to edit out genetic diseases. So you would modify the, the gene sequence to put healthy DNA in there instead of mutated DNA that causes health problems. So that would be with uh, muscular dystrophy, but with a lot of other things, like, I think... It would include like some of the Alzheimer's stuff that is you know genetic in that way, or a lot of the genetic diseases would be included in that. So it seems like it has a lot of potential. Um, the first caution I would have, though, is so far and when they've tried it, it has uh, it's modified genes in other places oh, that they did not expect. I didn't know it's done that to them. Yes. So there was a famous case of a Chinese uh, Chinese scientist who actually put it into embryos and. The babies were born but and they didn't they were fine as far as we know but when they checked their genes they did have some some other differences that they weren't expecting mm-hmm. they weren't harmful now but when you start editing bigger and bigger genes for more of the diseases that could cause even bigger problems so i would say before we even talk about doing this kind of stuff they need to weed that down because it, if you once you do one gene modifying modifying on one gene then those will start being passed to everybody so everybody in all the kids of that person who's born with that will then have that that genetic modification as well. So it's in the wrong place. So, but you're still in the way of saying it's okay to use it for diseases. What you're saying you're okay with? I would say if they can make it so it only edits the gene they're looking for. Okay. Then then yeah, I would be okay with it. However, I think this is where I'm kind of I'm not sure what to think. Okay. Because. Are they going to be able to know that they for sure didn't change anything else? Or is it going to be later we're going to go and be like, oh, yeah, there's actually this disease that targets the one gene that everybody was slightly modified for mm-hmm. that then makes them all have problems. Mm-hmm. Now, because obviously a disease, the gene is actually messed up. So you're actually reversing it back to better. You're improving the gene. But if that happened to switch something else, you could be uh, destroying your resistance. To right. Something. I get what you're saying. I don't. I don't know. I think that's a messy world. Like if you start messing in with the genes, and you start directly going into God's creation, start tweaking the code. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that entirely. Yeah. I mean, because we're made how we are for a reason, right? We mm-hmm. believe that God makes everything with a purpose, and yeah. He does all things mm-hmm. for a purpose. So I don't know how I feel comfortable about saying, yeah, go and edit the gene code and take something God put in out or change what God put in there to how we see it should be. I mean, isn't the mm-hmm. whole thing not our will, but the Lord's will? Well, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, how would you differ between like a physical thing, like, you know, cleft palate 
where like they can fix that with the surgery. Like you're born with that and then they fix that with the surgery. Would you say that's different? I'd say it's different. It's not directly. I think what I think, I think like when you go into surgery and you're getting a physical, um, redo to yourself like they're going and physically changing something or they're going and cutting something out or they're going and replacing something I don't know I don't I think it's different than editing the gene code I mean once you start editing gene code like it's the same with everything else that we get you guys talk of. where do you stop okay so would you apply the same logic with like vaccines that are stimulating an immune response in your cells May I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. It's different. It's yeah, different. It's, I, I see what you mean. You're it, saying it's. You're editing the gene code rather than inserting yourself with the virus. Yeah. With a dulled version of the virus or with a manipulated form of the virus, you're literally going into a person's body, saying, "Hmm, what kind of genes we got here today? Oh well, I don't like this one. I want my kid to be like this. I want my kid to look like this. I want my kid to do this." And it just, how is it, like, is, is it the choice of the parent then? I mean, we're getting Who chooses to, that? We're, get, we're getting to the where it's parent's choice, not kid's choice. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. So I think that the other thing I would say is, so I, I guess, I think it's tricky when you get to disease, you're like, what if that's the only way to solve it? Because, like, uh, for me, I think of muscular dystrophy. But, but right. at the same time, I think you can solve that with other methods. Like the one, the one that I've heard used where they uh, infect people with a virus. Because mm -hmm. if you think about a virus that gives you something into your body. So I feel like that's okay too, because that is not really changing the gene code. It's just, it's just adding stuff back into your body that should be there in the first place. So to me, the infecting with the virus, I feel like that is more along the lines of like insulin. So like you're giving people insulin to like put that back in their body that was gone in the first place. Where gene editing, I feel like, is different mm -hmm. because you're actually going into the genes and mm -hmm. editing all these little parts of it that could affect things down the line. Right, and as you said, it, it manipulated, it, like, it changed other genes, so it's like, what if we, like, it feels like we're opening up Pandora's box. To start opening the... Like, if you start, opening, the, if you start opening it up to where you start changing it how you want it to be mm -hmm. you're opening pandora's box yeah because then you can start getting stuff like the whole designer babies thing yeah you could just go into an embryo yes, exactly. and say this is what i want and if, if and then like what like what are they going what's what's going to happen then in a few years my kid didn't turn out how i want to be is there a return policy yes yeah, so can i can i get a refund on this yeah, how, how long does the like how long how long is the um like return policy go on here is it like five years old seven years old yeah. if they're not proven how i want them to prove like if my child's not a prodigy right and i mm -hmm. ask them to be a prodigy can I return him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. And then you have the whole, also the ethical problem of, with a lot of these tests, they're using embryos. So they're yeah, destroying know. embryos well, who's as they do these Well, who's using embryos, Zach? China. <laughs> no, actually, well, even, even places like in Britain and the US, right. they're doing tests on frozen embryos. So they aren't like implanting them and having them grow and be born, but they are actually doing tests on embryos. So I... As, as you're saying this, I think this does clarify for me a little bit that the difference with CRISPR as opposed to anything else is anything else you're like giving your body something on top of what you have. You're not fundamentally messing with your body's code, mm -hmm. where gene editing is more fundamentally messing it with it. It seems like it is, but I, then you brought up the idea of at some point later on, right, if there comes a virus, and like let's say like right now with COVID, let's say for example, scientists came out and said, our vaccine doesn't work. 
We yeah. have no other way of doing it other than start editing our gene code uh -huh. and yeah. fixing this, and that's the only way we can do it. I mean, what do we what do we do then? Do we just say, well, the humans are going to have to either die or become immune to it? Yeah, I know. I to some extent, I feel like that is where right now that's where I would draw the line. Because right. I would say, if you have to edit the genes, that's just you're getting so deep into your body's code. I just feel like you're doing things that you don't fully understand. So you could end up with people who have major problems later that you're like, oh wait, when they married this person, their genes together created this weird mutation that we didn't see coming. Superman, <laughs> Spider-Man, that's all I'm saying, okay? Yeah. I mean, the, the Hulk, okay? The that's, that's all I'm saying. They're gonna be positive. I mean, we're gonna have superheroes, the next thing you know. <laughs> we start manipulating G-code. Two, two people get married, have a child, this child is born with the X gene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then what? We have superheroes everywhere. Oh, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, man. That, I, I just thought of a different topic. You heard about the, the... Oh, man, before we get back on topic, you heard about the pilots who saw the guy in the jetpack at 3,000 feet in the air, right? Okay. You heard about that, right? Maybe, yeah. There's an FBI case being opened about it now. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, back on topic. Um... But yeah, that's just that's how I see like CRISPRs. I, I don't know, I don't know. Like it's very it's very messy. Like if you start messing with that, you get designer babies. You get can we fix things? Should we fix things? Yeah. Are people meant to have things? I don't yeah. know. You so get to that. from my perspective, I would say that when you can fix something at a level that just affects the person is not going to affect future generations in some ways. I feel like. Because once you get into future generations, you then are determining the fate right. of a ton of unborn people. They're going to be like, great, our ancestors made the mistake of putting those bad, modifying our genes in right. that way. Now we can't go back. So I would say that's what's different is that I feel like God has given us medical technology, even in the realm of, you know, I don't know, gene therapy that's not mm -hmm. editing the genes, but just kind of moving, re repairing the genes to fix them again whereas opposed to actually editing. So I feel like that would be in the realm of what God's given us to heal and to use what we have to heal ourselves. I, I don't know, it gets to what I always think of, whenever I think of like human creation, I always think of it might be a proverb or it's um, in the New Testament in Jesus's parables of the, the potter and the clay Yeah. And the, and the molding of it. I feel as though if you start getting to that idea, like what literally makes all of us up is DNA, I get to the bear, yeah thing and mm -hmm. so i don't know that's just where i sit on it i i, I don't know if we should be doing that I, yeah, I, in the future it, it might change to where if you see science directing it towards disease mm -hmm. instead of designer babies come yeah. and get them at that level i feel like when you do that you, you cheapen life yeah because you make life what you control instead of saying god well, gives life and it's a unique how, thing how would the, how would the baby be at that point then how would i how would their standing with God be at that point then? That they're they're a man-made creation to be something they were. Well, weren't. I mean, their genes still come from God. So even if they have right. those added ones in, they still are a person in that way. I mean, we still, we still can't, can't create, create, we can't do Frankenstein, you know, and create create a human, although who knows what, one day, what that means. One but day. still, the giving that spark of life, I don't know if we can still do that. Like every person, you know, we life still comes from Right. From God. So we, so we still can't control you that. You say that person, like, if the parents went there and the child's born, is like, I hate this. I should have had this out of me. Like, I, I see what you mean. Like, God would still honor the And God would still say, 
that was ultimately my will, even though humans did it. Right. I could still work with the Man. sinful result of You're, that. At some point, we're going to reach to a point like to where we can't do something in science, I think. You would think where you just you, can't. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> you would think at some point we're going to reach that point where we're going to reach where science is just not going to be able to do something that they're really wanting to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you think, you think if you get to genes, right? You think, mm-hmm. you think you got to that point, right? You think, you think that's that's the bare, that's the bare thing. You think you're getting to the point where it's like, well, that's as far as like, like we can go into the body. body. Mm-hmm. There's, There's like, like shouldn't, shouldn't we see a point where it's like God puts the encryption over our eyes? Right. I know, right? We yeah. can't do it. Although at times there's been things where people thought we just can't possibly do that. You know, right? How are we gonna? I mean, even DNA, we didn't up there to a point. People were like, "How does this even work?" Well, we didn't. And then they figure out DNA, and suddenly they're like, "Okay, wow, we see this whole layer." But I do think that medical technology. I mean. It has done great things and right. saved a lot of people, but I mean, I a lot of the technology helps us every day. You're right, right. <laughs> but it gets it gets tricky, and I think that it's more that the more we're in a world where we don't have Christian values, we don't have the thought for just because I can do it. <laughs> should I do it just because I can? Right. You know, kind of. Is there something where I say? You know, yes, I could do it, but would that be helpful for future generations of God's creation? I mean, well, then you get to the thing that I've said, I don't know here, on the, I'm sure I've said it sometime on the podcast. Like, we're going to get to a world that's going to be a, that's going to be a, like, not wanting Christian values anymore. I know, right? We're going to have that, we're going to have that happen to our world, um, which I guess is why I have, like, I'm always on the stance of we should probably start either compromising at some point because we're not going to win the fight because ultimately God's will is for the world to go down to hell in the ha- handbasket as they like to say. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but what do you mean by compromise? What I mean is like, um, we're getting to a different issue here than bioethics. Okay. Um, what I mean <laughs> Maybe is we like, should bring that up in another podcast. Yeah, we could bring it up in another one where we could talk about it after, but I was meaning like an issue, right? You get to an issue and like we have a debt set value on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The world's going to reject that value, right? Yeah. So at some point, we're either going to have to keep fighting over the single issue and get nothing else done in this world, or we're going to have to compromise. But don't you think we have to stay on certain issues of, eth- of ethical proportions? We, we do, but it's, I don't know, eventually, but then at that point, like, you're seeing, like, you're going to keep seeing, like, that's going to get, yeah, it's going to be like a stumbling, stumbling block almost to us. us. Well, I see, I see what you mean, but I still, I still think, think you have to stand for Christian law. Oh, you oh, do you have to still stand for it, but I'm talking governmental. Officer. Yeah, how you, how you see it as a government. I, I understand. Not personal. Like, okay. Personally, you could still hold that value and keep that. But I'm saying, though, you're seeing in government right now, we're holding to our values so much that we're not willing to budge on anything at all. And I think it's really hampering us. But, but here's what I do think, though. At the same time, sometimes when you stand on a value, then they find a way around it. So, for example, um, I remember that during the 2004 election, John Kerry uh, famously said, you know, uh, was it Christopher Reeves will walk again mm-hmm. if uh, if we could just do gene like editing on human embryos? Mm-hmm. And people were like, "Okay, come on, really, <laughs> really, you can't promise that. You have no idea that you're going to be able to make paralyzed, paralyzed, you know, people with ALS be able right. to recover. Like that's a major disease." So I just think, and what happened afterwards is they did find other ways to go around it. So even when they're still using embryos now, they could use other ways to look at it. Right. There are other gene things they could use. So I feel like sometimes standing on it in certain issues, not all issues, but sometimes right. standing on it forces people to find a more ethical I, way I to do it. I get standing on it, but like you stand on it for so like you stand on it for so long 
for so many years. I, I don't know. I, you could sit there and you could wait on science, I guess, if you really want to. But I don't know. I guess impatience. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think impatience can be get us to do things that are wrong. Right. Because we're like, oh, we don't need to wait. And you're like, well, if you wait a little bit, then people would really try hard to find ways to go around it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So that's that's one issue. Um, I think that that issue is... With CRISPRs? Yeah. It's very it's very uh, tricky. And I, But I do think that we kind of have come down on seems like gene editing mm-hmm. is going too far. So seems the, like, yeah, there's a lot of ethical problems. Then to spring off our gene editing, uh-huh. how should we go about editing the functions of the brain on a daily basis? Yes, with Neuralink. Yeah, with Neuralink. Um, I'm sure most of you have seen by now Elon's brand new invention <laughs> coming right at you, the Neuralink. Um, we are not sponsored by Elon Musk. Um, one day, Elon, if you're listening, um, please. Um, but Neuralink, if any of you know about it, um, at the top, top crown of your head, um, if you want to take, go to your, go to your finger, go to your ear, like finger above your ear, and go straight up to the top of your head. What's going to happen is at that spot they're going to drill a little hole there, or make it, or make a little incision there, and they're going to insert a little device about the size of a, a phone battery. It's yeah. like, it's like this big. I'm Quar- sure like a quarter if, if you size. can all see my it's visual display. It's like a quarter display. size, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's going to be put. It's going to have wires going off it, and the wires are going to go into your brain. They're going to connect to certain portions of your brain's cells. Mm-hmm. So we're talking past skin, past skull, right onto the brain. And then off of that, what what was originally marketed as, and I heard it originally marketed as, I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. And it's like a, it's what an Elon says himself, but there's more to it. Um, it's like a Fitbit in your head. Um, mm-hmm. It gets, it can get your oxygen, your um, how how you're feeling that day? All all your stats, right? If mm-hmm. they can get they can get everything your your decks your yeah your strength everything they can get all your stats and tell you that more accurate than any watch could have dreamed of doing it. But what I've heard more is what they hope to do with this or in the future is be able to take those devices and send electrical signals off of them into the brain to cause a reaction that could uh, manipulate what you do, how you feel, and where you go in life. On mm-hmm. one hand, that's that might be a great idea for people who have like uh, PTSD and um, a mental mm-hmm. illness like schizophrenia or something like that to send something to counteract all of that. But then you get to the, what if they go over? Mm-hmm. What if they go over? I mean, what if we start get to dystopian world where it's like oh you said something bad dead <laughs> from the signal to your head shock to your head dead you know that that type of idea it's scary you're at you're touching the brain you're touching you're literally yeah. touching the brain so i feel like it depends on what the use of that technology is why well, i feel like saying. if the use is to send signals out from your brain like to move, I, move arms because i heard one of the things that they look. one of the things i heard in trials that they did is they had someone with who was a quadriplegic they have them like wear like put a robotic arm on or like mm-hmm. wear like an exoskeleton on them mm-hmm. and then do like and then think it and they could they could have that move like their body so he was advertising also as a way for uh people to gain gain mobility again after disease had had left them without it because in that sense then you aren't controlling what's in your brain because it's actually it's just a new way to send signals from your brain so you have wires right. from your brain that would be able to connect it to the rest to a body to allow you to move. Dude, so like, I feel like that just, works. Just, just you saying that, like, 
for some reason makes me think of like are we in the future at that point i know right if you can do that uh, like, you're li- like they're literally um giving robotic arms out now and stuff i mean like right now we have that technology that having something going into your brain and they're still sensing that's working and it's working for people i mean you see well i think it's a better way to get it on your brain though. right because right now that you would wear like a net over your brain basically that senses all of it with electrodes. i've seen it on your arm i thought mm, no you'd have to have something connected back to your well okay if you have if you're able to like cut off your arm mm-hmm. then yes so like if someone who has lost an arm they can now put it now where they hook it right into your nervous system. Oh. So then, but you if you were born without the nervous system, but if you if you were born with all your nerves paralyzed, right. then that wouldn't really help you. So right. that's what that's what the advantage of this would be. But I agree when you start talking about like putting stuff into your brain. Yeah, you're like, I mean, isn't this what the Bible warns about? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, isn't that what John wrote about? Something being put into the brain, something being put into the left hand. Well, it depends on how well, you read it. Uh, he, he read it as, I mean, if you want to read it in its basic sense, it's a mark going into your forehead or your left hand. Well, I mean, I get what you're saying. Uh, from, I would interpret that as more symbolic than anything else because of the number 666 being an imperfect trinity. That's what I would see as, I would see that as more symbolic. Okay, well, you're but not we, we don't have to go into this well, because I'm not, this can get confusing. I'm not going into the number. I'm just going into the idea of something being put there. That's what I, that's what goes to my mind. Like when I hear about you're putting something into the brain, it's like, oh no, where are they going to put it? Mean? Where are they going to put it? Where's it going to be? Is yeah, it be, is it going to be in the front? Oh, it's not okay. But I mean, it's yeah. a, I, so you don't think we're ever going to have? I, I don't want to get into that much more further. I was just going to ask. You don't think we're going to have a mark like that? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I don't believe that. But I do think that in the realm of that, I do think transhumanism, Mm -hmm. you heard that term, right? You know, the whole like uh, basically basically improving humans. humans. Because Because according to the theory of evolution, evolution, everybody should be able to improve. improve. Humans should not be the the final final standpoint, right? right? We should should be able to improve humanity. Some people suggest the idea of like, you know, people have been like, yeah, you know, soon you can have, you know, you can just cut off your arm and give yourself a robotic arm, you know, so you're so much more powerful. Well, I mean, They've they've done studies on um like um air like jet force pilots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, they they've looked at people who have lost their legs, people who've had had their legs while being a jet force pilot. The people who lost their legs and then went and piloted for the army and all that, they were able to fly higher and at faster speeds because they didn't have legs and the body having to circulate blood down to it, it could focus hmm. blood to the upper portions of the That's body. That's really strange. To where it could, where the body would still have the same blood count, but not have that much area to distribute it over to. So, yeah. I mean, you're, there's actual scientific evidence behind like things that would help us if we didn't have it. Yeah. Although, obviously, you lose other functions as well, so... You do, you, but if you're... You improve something, but... <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. Like, if you get this new technology, you don't lose a function. You gain functionality from losing yeah, it. as well. Yeah, I know. And then there's the whole other thing of... Uh, yeah, it just it just keeps getting more confusing. Like, you know, you've heard Elon Musk's other thing, that he wants to take your brain and download it onto a computer. There's a way of doing that right now, actually, except for it kills the person. Yeah. There's a... There, it, there's a there's a service and guess where Australia mm-hmm. if you want to go if you're at the end of your life you can go in and they'll hook your brain up I don't know how they do it I've never seen it happen thank God um, but they'll hook you up in a certain way and they'll take your brain download all the data from it it's like 2.7 terabytes or something like that or it's more okay. than that but it's fatal 
It's fatalistic to the person. Yeah, but would you would you then live afterwards? No, it's fatalistic. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if, because that's that's his theory. Is he said, well, what if your brain? Right. What if we could create computers so advanced? Right. That you could then process like a brain, so that you'd basically be a robot with a human brain. That's what brain. these people are hoping for: is that there's going to come something like that, yeah, yeah, and they can upload their brain back, in, back into it, and, and they're going to go on their merry way. They want immortality from this. I know. So that's where I think that. It gets into confusing questions. Right. I literally was just thinking about this, like as a thought experiment the other day. Like, you get the questions of like, where's your soul? Like, can your can your soul can your soul remain like in the world, like with your robot body? Or I mean, according from what from what I've understood it as, when you die, the soul doesn't remain with the body. That's the way it reads to me. I don't know about everyone else, but it doesn't remain with the body. That's the way that I've read it, though. Yeah, that's that's how I've thought of it too, and that your body will be renewed, and at some level. Do you want to live forever? <laughs> Some people think earth. they do, man. Some people really, really want to. They really want to live forever. I don't know why, but they really want to live forever. Yeah. I really don't. They, they, they see all the riches they have, and they just want to keep going, man. I know. So I, I do think that at some level, we're, that's still... The whole idea of being able to make a brain, a computer complex enough, that's still in the realm of science fiction right now. It is. You know, who knows if that comes down the road, but I do think there is something to think about. Well, do you even want to live forever? Because this world is not, it's so messed up, but at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just think that would be I mean, According to our Bible, I see it as, you know, the soul doesn't remain with the person. So if they were, if they were to get the person back, like what happens? Then? Is it really a person, or is it more? Yeah, just a, it's, it's just it's a, a shell going about. A very about. advanced, advanced robot. Yeah. Like, will they have personality? Will they have? I, I don't know. Because I mean, the way that you read in the Bible, like the Hebrew definition of the soul is like your whole being. Yeah. It's like it's like your very person is the soul. Yeah. So how can you live without that? And we will have a new body. In yeah. The yeah. We're resurrected. So. What if, we come back with that. What if John saw the new body was really <laughs> robot? <laughs> I hope not. Please no. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. And then Jerusalem, Jerusalem is the epicenter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For robots. Oh man. Oh anyway. my gosh. That is that is, that is so dumb. But it's just. I don't know, man. It's crazy to think like we can do that type of stuff and if we should do that type of stuff. I still don't think we'll be able to find that much more improvement. Like, I think you can add like an exoskeleton or something to your body, but to be able to, be able to actually like modify your body, like give you new arms and stuff that would be better, I just don't think that will happen because I think that God has created us in a way that our body works in a way that I think that you're going to find some unexpected problems. Yeah, like we're, we're, made, we're made the right way. And if you start doing like what you're talking about, yeah, you're going to get something else. Because it's one thing to add something external on top or right. to heal your body. But to like think that we have, we're going to have equipment that's going to be better than what we actually have in our body, I just think that's unlikely because I think that God created us in a way that even as imperfect as we are with sin still in us, right. our bodies are still doing, doing incredible things. Right. by themselves as they're created. I mean, well, you have to think that our bodies were originally made perfect. I, the one right. thing you touched on there is when, if with sin in it, though, it changed the whole thing. It changed the whole of it. So, I mean, it makes you wonder, like, are people really just trying to reverse sin? Yeah. Well, I mean, we can reverse the effects of sin to some extent. Right, we can, but are they trying I mean, to really reverse it, if you get me? 
Are they trying to reverse the effect of sin that had on the body? To engineer the whole thing back. To well, engineer it to back to being perfect beings. Is that, yep. what, is that what And making us the designers instead of the perfect God. Exactly. Who knows a lot more than we do. And exactly. Can, can put exactly. Together. And I, I don't know. That's just when you start getting to junior editing, start getting to, uh, you start getting to bio, what is it? Bioethics. No, no, no. You start getting to bionics, not bionics. Um, uh, um, cyborgs. Yeah, and you start exactly. Getting to, you start getting to all that stuff. It's just, sketchy i mean you know the you start wondering how close we are yeah what do you think about uh what do you think about cloning oh gosh cloning what, what's cloning what uh they've not cloned human yet right i know <laughs> but they but they've cloned um sheep dogs you can you can get your dog cloned right now that, that's a literal service you can take your dog get it cloned i'm that's not great. joking that's awesome yeah so if you guys want to take if you guys take your dog go get yeah. it cloned that's right uh, that's that's funny. Yeah, to some extent, I feel like getting your animals cloned. I don't think that's necessarily bad. I don't think it's bad. Either. They're at a different form of life, and so I think that yeah. it's just the same as a lot of times now. You know, they're designing like you know the perfect racehorse, right? They're not like letting the horses breed. They're like you know taking stuff out, putting it together, making the perfect embryo, but as and we, working as, that. As we've seen with like science, though, all things start with working with animals, and then they say, "Oh, it's safe enough to work with animals. Move it over to humans." Yeah. And then you start getting to that. I mean, it's like that whole flip or switch real quick. I don't think it discredits animals, animals though, because, because I think you can, you should, you can, should, you can, can do stuff, stuff on animals. Mm -hmm. But I think but once, once you get, you get to the level of humans, humans, yes, I think cloning a human. First of all, we're still a little ways from from being able to do that. Are we? But also, even if we, even if we could, I mean, I don't know. I still feel like that you need to be very careful when it comes to start to how you're messing with human embryos, because. There's, There's just a lot of things you are messing with the person's life before yeah, they're whole, born. It's a whole person's life, and it's like it gets to the idea that, that we currently have that abortion's wrong. I mean, you're messing with their life before they're even born. I mean, isn't that the same premise? You're, you're killing them. You're getting rid of them. Oh, well, you're, you're, in, you're in, in abortion, living. you're killing them, but I'm just—it's still the same idea. You're changing their life. I mean, like you're—they're not going to really have a life in this world. They'll have a life in the next, but they don't really get a chance, they or chance. they don't get a voice. You know. Yep, I know exactly what you're saying. I was thinking that, um, I think that I've heard people say that, you know, one of the tragedies of our time is that the way that this really ultimately affects kids are who ultimately suffer the most. Because if you think about it, if you think about where it comes from, you know, we've basically said with this, we've, we've separated, you know, first we started by, you know, separating, you know, sex from marriage. And now we're, we're kept separating, like, like yeah, sex, the, the pleasure thing mm -hmm. from the actual procreation part of it. And so as you separate all those elements, there's just so many things that you start going, that's just really messed up. And should, should you really be allowing people to do that? Yeah. Because it just seems like you're ultimately who suffers is the people who have no choice. The kids who have no choice over who decided to order them up, you know, to be, have a surrogate mother to have, you know, just all that stuff. I'd know? like a number nine large kid, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, sir, just go to the next one, though. We'll hand it out to you. <laughs> uh, it's freaky. It's, uh, uh, a kid's meal at McDonald's will have a whole new meaning. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, you get a whole uh, manufactured uh, child. Oh, Lord. That's horrible to think it's going to, that might happen. In this world, oh man, know. that's that's just yeah, it is. And then when you then when you start thinking about yeah, because you heard the whole thing that with COVID nineteen, Ukraine had like you know whole places where there'd be all these mothers living that had someone else's embryo that they had, that they had ordered that were surrogates, and then basically they're like, 
okay, so now how are we supposed to get these babies to their people? It's like, you know, you can't just put a baby out on a hold and be like, hey, can we like, can we push that order back a little bit? Just hold it in. Yeah. Just like, hold it. We're just, yeah, I was not going to do that. It's, like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's really, it's ultimately sad, really, if yeah. you think about it. The way that we're just, we're abusing human life. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just, we're really abusing human life. And even past that, I mean, there's like, there's, there's no sense of humanity, it seems like, as we keep going. Like, people yeah. are just trying to inhumanely treat each other and trying to um, dehumanize them, if you get yeah. me. Yeah, so in the same time as we feel like we're making progress, we're, we're treating, treating people worse. worse. Yeah. And so yeah. there's just... Yeah. There's something, There's something about it. You call you call them under a flag. You call them under a political party. You do whatever you want to do, yeah. them, but you're still trying to shift them from people. And I think when you go back to the bioethics, that's really the core of it: is looking at people as made in the image of God. Right. And you can't just mess with them like you would mess with anything else. You have to respect the fact that you know you're treating someone else made in the image of God. Well, well, we're at 32, uh, about to hit 33, um, so uh, we can wrap it up, I think, with yep, that. Yeah, that um, seems good. Thank you guys for joining us on the Saints of Illinois podcast.